0: Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious, I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by, I have made up a name from this
1: week, Nick Davey! I'm really upset about that Chris, but uh, good evening to everyone, good evening, <laughs> apart from Chris.
0: <laughs> I'm the host of the RH Review and free time wrestling author, Oliver Newman.
2: Good evening everyone.
0: How are you doing this evening
1: Yes, very well. I'm officially on the road to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> six months to go and I'm wearing my Wrestlemania 34 t-shirt as well <laughs> just to kickstart the road to America <laughs> get it in nice and early
0: yeah all joking
1: aside I actually am wearing the t-shirt that's not a that's not a joke
0: <laughs> I'm wearing my British Bulldog t-shirt in celebration of him possibly going into the Hall of Fame if you Very believe Dave
2: Meltzer and well, for so, anyone so, wondering, I'm wearing my Rob Van Dam t-shirt. So. Yeah. Free wrestling shirts, we'll take it. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll discuss
2: the wrestling podcast. You know, after all, well,
0: yeah, we'll discuss all the going in the Hall of Fame once it's confirmed, rather than it's just a rumor from Dave Meltzer. All <laughs> <So, laughs> right. So in a moment, Nick has a big announcement about our partnership with Full of Wrestling. But first. Um, I want to discuss a massive guest announcement they have for for Love of Wrestling 2 on the 18th-19th of April 2020 Ooh. at the Liverpool Exhibition Centre. So appearing both Saturday and Sunday is Mr. WrestleMania, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. I'm just a i
1: am just I know I'm sexy.
0: So some people complaining that the headliners weren't as good as last year because they had Bret Hart and Ric Flair last year and the Undertaker, but now they've got Goldberg, Kurt Angle, and Shawn Michaels. I don't, <laughs> and Kenny Omega this year.
2: <laughs> some people are just never happy, are they? Really? Uh, <laughs> everyone's a critic, So uh, yeah, that's. That's three amazing, uh, well, including Kenny Omega, of course. That's four amazing names.
0: Yeah, oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So, if you're into your 80s and 90s wrestling, there's so many guys you'd want to meet. In other announcements, the Nasty Boys have been announced, and the man known as the Tugboat Typhoon Shockmaster, Fred Ottman, has also been announced. So, Fred Ottman was the replacement for Greg. Valentine, who had to pull out recently and said that um, Ken Shamrock had to pull out recently. Right, so, Nick, what is our
1: announcement? Ooh. Ooh. So, we have a big announcement. So, Broken broken But Glorious and Grapple Arcade, we are working in collaboration with Monopoly Events and we'll actually be running a competition on social media in which the winner can win not one, but two tickets to the Fantastic For The Love Of Wrestling events on April 18th and 19th at the Liverpool Exhibition Centre, which Chris just alluded to. As Chris did mention, the event will feature past and present wrestlers, stars such as Shawn Michaels, Trish Stratus kenny omega goldberg and many more i know some people aren't still happy but beggars <laughs> can't be choosers um if the winner has uh, already purchased valid entry tickets they can actually swap the prize tickets for autograph tokens at the event Ooh. Ooh. so full competition entry details they'll all be live on our website and twitter handles as of wednesday the 19th so if my calculations are correct that is indeed today <laughs> uh but no, fantastic uh, I'm sure it'll be a fantastic event and um fantastic opportunities all around So
0: Yeah, I, I went to the Sunday last year and it was amazing. So, so, so I was part of the Grapple Arcade team, looked after this stall. So,
1: <laughs> I've only heard great things about it, so no. save so if you're from that sadly from me when you're down south, this part of the country, it's uh yeah, I'm afraid I won't be able to stop, nip there, but uh if you say if you're from sort of the northwest of England and then I couldn't think I couldn't think of anything better to do that weekend ladies and gentlemen this is the mad dog mike angus from tnt extreme wrestling
0: make sure to listen out for broken but glorious podcast with me the mad
1: dog mike angus rock on
0: time for the first round of the quiz before we get into our review of takeover portland nick is quiz master this week
1: uh, indeed I am I would just like to reiterate to our fantastic listeners This quiz was designed for last week But we we'll won't yeah. go into full details Of why that was prescribed <laughs> um, But funny enough, the quiz theme Is NXT TakeOver <laughs> uh, It was in preparation for the TakeOver of Portland, but it will be able to post-Portland So um, yeah, two rounds Standard penalty shootout um, So round one I want you to name me superstars Who won, not competed But actually won a match on takeovers in 2019. Now, I guess we just had a takeover. So maybe to get as that might give you a few clues of who you might say. I'm going to make it a little bit difficult. Um, every answer you say, you must state the war. Uh, you must state the takeover match that they, um, the takeover event that they won at. So, for instance. Oh,
0: okay.
1: However, I'll be a little bit more generous. So the takeovers that there were last year, there was Phoenix, New York, NXT 25, Toronto and war games so they were all of the um takeovers last year again this is not including nxt uk for the record just standard american nxt okay
0: okay
1: Yep. but they they uh, is everyone clear on the rules yes okay um we'll go we'll start with who won last time me Right. you start well oh, no, actually i'll let you have the choice do you want to start this round or the next round
0: i'll start the next round let oliver go this first listen.
1: oliver you're up first buddy Lucky then me. I'll be—I won't be that cruel at the time, but just uh, for the sake of <laughs> podcast time, uh, quick as possible. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, it's, it's going to be the takeovers themselves where I'll struggle, I'm sure. But uh, Mister Takeover, uh, Johnny West and Johnny Gargano, and I'm guessing uh, Takeover Phoenix. Correct. Although
0: V Ripley War Games.
2: Correct. Thanks for that one, Chris. Uh, Candice LeRae, War Games. Correct.
0: I can't think who the other guy on their team was. Um.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh. Mr. Lapid, I'm going to push you for an answer.
0: Um, I'm going to go Finn Balor, Toronto. Was that too early?
1: Too early, I'm afraid. It was, um, yeah. So I'm afraid I can't give you um, any points to that. Mm -hmm. So going on what Chris
2: said, obviously there was two winners in that match. But if you named members of the team, you can get points for that. Of course course you you can, can. yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Okay, cool. You obviously win a match. Uh, Tiger Knox, <sighs> uh, war games. Correct. Are
0: we counting,
1: team? Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I've just asked him, and he said yes. So. Yeah, no, it, she, uh, she she's part of the winning team.
0: Okay, Yeah. Dakota
1: games <laughs> I will get on to that later on because I've got a bit of a gripe. I've got a, Well, not a gripe, but someone brought up an interesting stat, but yeah, that is correct. Although she didn't enter the match, she's still physically, it's still a wit. If we're going to be all geeky, she was a winner. So
2: yeah,
1: 3-2, yeah. Oliver. Oliver's fourth fourth guy.
2: Okay. Um, uh, Kevin Owens, War Games.
1: Correct.
0: Masa Champa War Games. Uh,
1: correct, yeah. Keith Lee War Games. Correct. The last go, Chris.
0: Tyvakovich War Games.
1: Correct. And other answers you could have had Eric Ivar, Matt Riddle, Shayna Baszler, vale was in Dream, Walter, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford, Io Shirai. Pete Dunne, and what well, Finn Balor was said, but it was correct, it was War Games that he had his first uh, TakeOver win yeah. of 2019.
0: Was, so, what, was Walter, was, that, was he Toronto or WarGames? He or was New other... York,
1: no, Walter was Wait, New York, York was that when, early? when he beat Pete Dunne, yeah, when he beat Pete Dunne for the NXT UK uh, title. I didn't
0: realise it was that early. That was, it was Mania weekend, wasn't
1: it? Yep, correct, yep, yeah, was indeed. Um, yeah, saying and then... Um, yeah, Dawkins and Dawkins and Forbes. When I had to go back, but I remember they won the ladder match at 20, 20 take over 25.
0: Cool. So after Is that
1: the third round, yeah, after that round. Sorry, sorry, lads. It's um, Oliver five, Chris four. So high open, high opening start to the uh, uh, to the to the quiz. Hopefully, will Oliver finally get a win over Chris? <laughs> That's the question. I'm sure he will. I think I've got faith in Oliver to do it this week.
2: Oh, thanks, Nick. I don't have faith in myself, but I'm glad to I was going to gonna say, I did kind of have my fingers crossed here. <laughs> now, I'm joking. That's why I'm glad this is an audio podcast.
1: <laughs> you are listening to Broken but Glorious with Henry Grodd. And nobody hates better than me.
0: Alright, so NXT TakeOver Portland. I absolutely love this show. It's three hours just flew past. Um it's overall amazing. <laughs> so it might be recently biased, but I might put this in my top three takeovers of all time. Ever in six months, we come back to it, and I'll say that again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely in mine, to be fair. The only ones I can think of that I've enjoyed more are um, Takeover, um, Takeover Chicago, and um, Takeover, obviously, Takeover. No, in fact, not Chicago. So I've already argued myself. I'm not even going to get into this <laughs> argument. <laughs> But Don't start arguing with yourself, Nick. Uh, New Orleans will always be the best, though. For the record, that's none. That's never going to change for me. <laughs> Sorry, it has to be said here. That that's not just me. From a biased point of view, I generally mm. did think match to match it was the best takeover. But this is certainly up there from both match point of view and also storyline point of view. I thought it's a fantastic show. Yeah, so I What's going to fit the moment? <laughs>
0: said so the show opens with a tremendous plot, um, show by Poppy. seems to be the go-to band to go to for the themes at the moment. But she's she seen really cool. I wouldn't mind seeing her live. And then uh, the opener match was North American champion Keith Lee defending against Dominik Dijakovic. This was absolutely amazing opener. Uh, just wow. great hot spots with wild, wild athleticism for both guys. <laughs> Some crazy near falls and then uh, I was just so into it.
1: That's nice.
0: but when you th- I think with, I heard this was like their ninth match since October or
1: something. It was quite mental. With, yeah. um, with opening a pay-per-view as well, or a takeover, whatever you want to call it, uh, network special, I think there's just as much pressure now on opening a show as opposed to actually main events in the show this day and age. I think yes, especially... Definitely given from WWE's more perspective, how long pay-per-views have actually gone. We, know we joked about it a lot, of how long sort of wrestling shows go. I mean, WrestleMania, for instance, goes on for like sort of six hours. I generally think, open the show, you've got so much pressure when the crowd's obviously hyped up because they're head- excited for a show ahead. They're obviously in a great wrestling mood. They're, they're sort of setting the tone for the night ahead. I know you could argue, play devil's advocate, that's always been the case. It's nothing new of 2020. It's always been the case going back from years and years ago. But I think these two to set a t- tone for the takeover this was actually my favourite match of the night. Um, it, it really was. I mean, I think me and Oliver, when we were doing our predictions last week and our sort of preview, um, this was the match I was kind of not looking... I was looking forward to it, but it was kind of match. I was a bit... I was more looking forward to the other matches, given the fact that you rightfully said we've seen it so many times before. The build was obviously... I'm not a big fan of when matches are just forced together on there and then, but absolutely incredible. I mean, some of the moves they were both performing was... Was were both incredible. It's probably the best match I've seen Dijakovic have since he's uh, since, he come, since he's obviously come when since he's got to the NXT sort of main roster, I suppose you want to call it. And then Keith Lee's just going from strength to strength. I mean, some of the spots in this were. Would just men sort of, if you're seeing, I know it's a cliche, but if you're seeing the, the cruiserweights sort of perform some of the moves, you'd be sort of uh, absolutely gobsmacked. But my,
0: fa- my favorite spot was where Keith Lee was sitting in the announcer's chair outside, and then <laughs> they were like,
1: Some of souls over this hot and the top rope, and then it's the that was the pro- that was the first Mamma Mia, and I think you always get a great spot when uh, the crowd sort of join in the Mamma Mia chants. I think uh, yeah. when, a, when a spot happens near Man, uh, uh, near Raniello, you can just see him his reactions as well, where he's jumping up and down. in it. again, he's, he's 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 fantastic for those spots. But no, um, my favourite match tonight, personally, really set the tone of the show. Um, I did also like the embracement between both men. I am a big fan of the um, Keith Lee lifting him up on the top rope. It really, I, I think with the NXT, we see this a lot with NXT, especially in sort of matches on the show. Like we, saw, we used to see a lot of War game, well, War Raiders, whatever you want to call them, my on the takeovers. Um, big strike, show respect. Something that you kind of like to see, maybe the main roster do a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I know we, again. I'm going to contradict myself here. Last week we did say we'd love to have seen Djokovic almost turn heel, but um, I think all that sort of went away after just because I didn't expect this match to be as good as it was. But it was, it was actually my match of the night, and um, more just for the level of. Uh, I think it sort of surpassed surpassed every expectation I had going into it, and that's no disrespect. Than there was just obviously the card was so stacked. Uh, these two took, sort of grabbed that brass ring, as you want to, as want to say, and they, they just took their, they just took their talents to another level, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, for, for myself, um, you know, this has been one of the best feuds on NXT in probably the history of the company. Um, and then they got an opportunity to do this takeover match, and they, they took it to another level um you know from a, from an ROH review perspective this is two guys who have come through the company and I couldn't be prouder seeing them wrestle uh, amazingly well on such a big stage it uh you know it's it's nice to see Ring of Honor's fingerprints all over NXT uh, especially in this opening match um and yeah two guys Shouldn't be able to wrestle like that, but they can. It's even more impressive for Keith Lee because he's like three hundred and twenty pounds, and he wrestles like he's like he's a cruiserweight, well, like Nick said. Uh, Djokovic uh, he wrestles uh, like Dij-
0: some tens ten
2: stone like to punish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so
1: like, just even when he does the flips out of the ring yeah. as well, it's mental. Mm. Um
2: and and Djokovic. Dijakovic Yes yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was getting the name mixed up because in, in RROH he was called Donovan Dijak. so yeah, um, me yeah.
0: to get my tongue around his new name: so.
2: Yeah, yeah, so um, and, and him being as, as tall as he is uh, in, in wrestling, he, he could just wrestle pro- you know probably a normal style, a little bit slower if he needed to, um, but no nah, he goes balls to the wall wants to, you know, he wants to fly with the best of them. And, you know, the psychology in the match was fantastic to go along with the uh, amazing athleticism. This was just a, a great, uh, great match. And like Nick says, um, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's his match of the night. It was definitely up there as a match of the night. Um, I'm going to kind of make my decision probably towards the end of the review because there's a yeah. lot of stuff I really enjoyed on the card. But this was a fantastic opening match. One of the best opening matches of a pay per view or a takeover is, you know, like a WCW cruiser <coughs> match back in the day. Um, just on this alone, you could go back and watch this takeover and just this match and it all stand out for years to come. It was fantastic. Definitely.
0: Um, who do you say Keith Lee taken on next at the? Tampa if it's not going to be dying for Kovic again so. um, ba- Baller maybe or Matt Baller might be even get I don't
1: know Um uh, I don't know if... Balor, Balor
2: would be a good shout there uh, Nick to be honest um, I, like sort of, of, I don't want to spoil other matches again. later on um, but yeah and um,
1: Baller, maybe even
0: something um, I'd, even... I'd fail the team dream in my mind or yeah
2: um, I'm not sure it'd be Valverdeen Dream based on how he's come back into the company. I, I could, don't know. It
0: seems to like a bit of you know, like a fella feud with Strong. And yeah. then moving, them um, at Tampa, maybe going into a title match.
2: Well, he's got to, surely he's got to change his character. He's got to become heel again to go up against Keith Lee. They're not going to do face versus face, are they? Well,
0: maybe they will. I think Valentino Dream. He just he doesn't need to change his character. He's just he's a bit. He's, he's not exactly being very faceless with. Uh, so, i on
2: and, and then he can take on whoever, can't they? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's a good show. Possibly.
0: Well, good uh, oh, uh, Kashida. I think we'd have a great match. We had a great match with Cole this week. Oh, this week, yeah. This week.
1: Kushida's a good show. To be fair. Yeah, we yeah. need
0: to start doing stuff with him. So. Yeah, no, I think that could be... I don't think he's been, he hasn't been on a takeover yet, has he? Uh, don't think so. I don't think he has. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: good really? shout. Mm-hmm. I, I,
2: I like Finn Balor based on his character and the way he has transformed himself as a heel. I think him versus Keith Lee would be an amazing match and feud. So I'm going to do something I don't usually do. I'm going to
1: agree with Nick. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'm
0: just going to it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so next up was the match I was least looking forward to because I thought that match they had of a week wasn't that great. Dakota um, Kai defeating Tegan Knox, but I think this was a great start. <clears throat> Sorry. They had a, the match started perfectly for the feud. Was, I love the callbacks of the feud they've had so far and the emotion throughout the whole match was brilliant. Um, the only bit I didn't really like was the finish. Was it felt a bit flat? because I wasn't. I didn't really know who Raquel Gorgue- uh, Gomez was. Mm. sorry. I, I thought I thought it was Ginny to begin with. <laughs> that's, 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 but yeah, this. Oh, this is so brutal. And yeah, hats off to the, both women. I love the way they came out in street clothes ish for street fight. That's, I love it. What you should do street fights and jeans, that's the rules, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. In, in this match, um, yeah, both both women went you know tooth and nail. Um, you know, fantastic uh, heel performance from Dakota Kai, brilliant uh, baby face performance from Tegan Knox as well, yes, yeah. um probably like walked the the thin line of uh you know change in her character, but she did it so well and like a, you said the only a,
0: a few um headshots with a chair which are a bit uncomfortable i found we've just been... yeah
2: and and the the only strange thing uh, but it will be explained uh, over time is um you know why why raquel uh, Gonzalez... Um, has joined forces with uh, Dakota Kai but it gives you know you, you've put an, a roadblock in front of Teagan Nuts to get to Dakota Kai again so um, it doesn't make sense right now but you'll be tuning in to NXT this week to find out exactly uh, you know what the situation is really because it didn't look
0: like Dakota Kai knew that Gomez was going to help her she looked as confused as the rest of us when she when she stood up. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. Um, I thought it was. Um, I, I do like. Clearly, I do agree as well with you saying. I do like the way of wearing jeans for a street fight, like proper street clothes. Yeah. Just adds a little. Again, it's this little. T- I was gone about little sort of touches, little little sort of touches to make to matches, and I think that's just um yeah a complete example of that. Uh, Yeah, the match, I think the feud's been great. Really enjoyed that going back all the way, as I mentioned last week on the show, to to when it all started. I I like the video package as well before. I thought that was fantastic. Big fan of any... Match, I can always easily get invested. If you put a good video package before a match, um, I'm, I'm so easily can just get invested just like that. The flip of a flip of a coin, um, and it was it, it was a really good package they put together from that. The way they sort of presented the kick, they to the uh, that Takeover, more uh, games. Um, was just brilliant, and it reminded me of obviously how good the feud has been. Match itself, yeah, I thought was great. Some really good spots, some brutal at times, as you would expect. Uh, I also do agree with you there, Chris. I did think the uh, the ending was a bit flat, and I think also agreeing with you, um, I do think I again, it's pretty down to me not recognising who the superstar was that came out. As I I had know. it had it been Ginny, I'd probably lost my mind and probably enjoyed it that whole lot, a whole lot more. But.
0: I thought they would have had her on NXT in the last couple of weeks, just to show her face, or yeah, promos, or just just to remind. Last time we saw her, she was that wasn't her name, was it? Rhea Rhea Gonzalez. Rhea Rhea, Rhea yeah. In the
2: took
0: a cowboy, wasn't she? Yeah. I
1: I thought it was Mia Yim. Uh, I thought it was Mia Yim when when she came out. Uh, obviously, it's me, i so then I was like, Oh, actually, it's not her. And then obviously, the commentators are obviously going mental, saying who, it, who who it is, sort of thing. Um, I always do love as well when I, when, when someone comes out, regardless of who it is. I do always like the commentators, I always just go naturally, uh, who, who on earth is oh, <laughs> who on earth is that? <laughs> um, but um, no, as I say, great. Um, okay, great, Obviously, the fuse, I guess, isn't over mm. yet. Um, it will be interesting to see where they do go from from here, but um, no, uh, another enjoyable match. And um, as I say, I think it uh, was on par with my expectations that I did set. And it's always nice to have a bit of sort of a hardcore sort of match to uh, to any pay per view takeover. And just quickly before we move on, we
2: haven't said about it. Um, when she got like push, onto on to the table to go through the table and bounced off it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, tough as nails is Degan Knox because yeah. that must have hurt like a bitch. Definitely. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: Next up, we had Finn Balor, the feast and Johnny Gargano. Um, I think this match had everything you wanted to take over match. It had great intensity and uh, great heat. The action was absolutely great for throughout. Balor was a spectacular arsehole. <laughs> Gargano was the triumphant babyface and all the callbacks, to the feud started and unfolded I, thought, I think it was an excellent match I think,
1: well, I, think um, I feel I'm going to take kind of I've sort of changed my opinion on this uh, when, yes, when I first watched it I think I even put in the chat I was like the match because this was the match I was most looking forward to by country mile um, <coughs> I was left a bit underwhelmed but then thinking back on it I was it was probably my expectations it was a bit of a
0: slow bear you know, quite... I
1: th- yeah I, I, I think it was I kind of had them going at a, bit, a bit of a different sort of paced match uh, well, as I say, my expectations are probably a bit too high, I imagine, um, which didn't help. But I think yeah, it's one of those ones where it was a bit of a slow burner. I think it's kind of one that uh, yeah, it's almost the one you sort of have to <laughs> again take off sort of way and sleep on it, and then realize you know, actually it, it was a it was a really good match sort of thing. I think as I say, uh, I think my expectations. And um sort of the style of match I wanted were just a little bit different to what was actually produced. Thinking back at note, yeah, it was a great match and um you touched on it there. I, I do love Finn Balor being an absolute dickhead. It was even after when he won the match. Just that little uh, obviously we saw it earlier in the Kiefley Didakovich, the respect. I just love the way he was holding the pin down. I yeah. thought like when he was on the floor, he was just gonna keep like kicking him while he was on the floor. like just casual kicks while he was on the floor, sort of thing, just with look of disgust. He's even bastard, like the way like he's uh, when he was walking out the ring when he was being a bastard by going uh, shouting at the camera saying Matt Riddle, um, dragging off Johnny Gargano, who's next sort of thing like yeah. shaking that. <laughs> like, I thought it was just a nice little touch as well. And um, yeah, there's me thinking actually oh, I can't remember the Finn Balor that used to have the sort the, of the, 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 the cute little smile when he was on when he was on Raw and SmackDown sort of thing. This guy is just incredible, so much better. Absolutely loving his whole run since he's come back to NXT at this Hill turn. Really, probably one of the best story runs they've got going in, um, in, in obviously, in um, WWE at the moment. Really intrigued to see where he goes from here in the build-up to TakeOver. I'll be sort of touching it about maybe facing Keith Lee, but, I think with batteries probably no disrespect to Keith Lee or even the title itself, but I just think he's probably a bit too good to wrestle for the North American title. I just think given he's come down from the main roster, he's the hottest probably one of the hottest things in NXT. I just think that could be a bit of a waste putting him at the, whilst the match would be great, it'd be a probably a bit of a waste for him dropping down um where he should be sort of on the main fight fighting for the main title in some way or, or a main event capacity there's,
0: match. There's a rumour that the NXT title's gonna be on the main mania card. So you could have Cole versus Balor on the I've main got, card.
1: I've already got a prediction match in mind of what the uh all right, cool.
0: Already... I think we'll do our predictions. Then.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, well, I'll hold off on what I think will happen <coughs> with that. Um, but no, um, but yeah, as I say, overall, I think the yeah, match, after sleeping on it, I've listened to a, another podcast and hearing their views on it, it's, it's kind of changed <laughs> my view and it's made me sort of re uh, reevaluate the match a sort of a different angle, which I suppose always good, because I think, as I say, my expectations are probably a bit too crazy high. But... um. Mm-hmm. Overall, not match of the night, I'm still going to give that to the opening match and I think i preferred another match as well which we'll get on to. But, um, but no, it was um, it did deliver, I will say that. And um, just, as I say, extremely keen on where both men, extremely interested in where both men are going to go from here. See, uh, I
2: agree with what Nick's saying in terms of uh, the match style. It probably should have been more intense considering the put. Gargano out for three months and Johnny wrestling and Johnny takeover missed like his first takeovers since they began. So the match should have started off more intense and kind of built from then. I think Nick would have been satisfied with that. Um, For myself, just taking the match into consideration on the night. um, Obviously, we know the background and stuff. But uh, this was a fantastic wrestling match. Um, you know you say about the slow build and stuff but that's kind of what a uh, a technical wrestling fan like myself really enjoys and I thought this match was uh, really really good builds from you know one upsmanship and a technical wrestling standpoint to then more intensity and obviously to, to, uh, to Dickhead Finn Balor um, uh, which is an incredible incredible character. He kind of played it a little bit in New Japan as Prince Divot when you know when he started Bullet Club and stuff. Um, this this is the role he was born to play. Uh, let's let's forget about the um, you know the demon and all that stuff. Just let him be this character. Uh, another point you made, Nick, is that the North American title might be beneath him. I think we felt the same way when Keith Lee became champion after the. The way he was used, um, you know, in Survivor Series, he looked really impressive in the, uh, you know, the free team, uh, free-branded five-man elimination match. So um, we thought possibly he'd go for the NXT title. So uh, especially with, you know, with his stature and stuff, £320 and the way he's been booked, that the North American title might be, a step down but I don't think it has been I think that would be uh, an incredible feud I'd love to see it. Um, and once again I don't think you're going to have cocky arrogance uh, you know Adam Cole against uh, you know uh, you know, the dickhead Finn Balor um, in terms of his character two heels I, I can't see that happening so I, I would love to see uh, Keith Lee against Finn Balor for the North American title, um, and yeah, just just really on a maybe underrated match. This this will be, um, you know, when we talk about it, uh, the end of the year rewards and stuff. I thought it was was a really good match, but I can completely understand based on the background that um, you know this could have been a different style of match
1: and that would have worked better. So. I think as well that it didn't help the fact Lee and Dijakovic was so, so good as well. I don't think people expected that match to be as good as it was. I think maybe if that was just yeah. sort of a probably
0: standard first, match, people didn't expect them to be amazing. Yeah.
1: So was... <laughs> I think that's why it made you put even more pressure on Bader and Gargano to deliver um, almost like a 10 star match, <laughs> sort of thing, to try and uh, live up to their hype. So I think um, and that's why, and again, it's probably, let's say, I think it was still a great wrestling match, but I just think, yeah, with, with other things going sort of against the bit in a positive way, it, it, you had the people like me probably unrightfully sort of being a bit underwhelmed. Um, I'd, I'd also love how we've got a new nickname going called Dickhead Finn Balor. So we've got Demon, <laughs> Demon Finn Balor, Smiley Finn Balor, and Dickhead Finn Balor. Did he get introduced
0: to yeah. Vince Balor as well? My tree dreaming that?
1: Um, no, the
2: the Prince Guinness kept saying it, yeah, hmm. okay. it's a, it's a, because the prince is
0: dead, so um, yeah, I can't, can't think I was in. All right, so next up, we had a um, Rhea Ripley retaining against Bianca Bella. I think these two are in a very difficult spot, but, <laughs> coming after the first three matches, but credits to the both, they're both bust their are, so it was probably the best women's title match on a takeover for a while I think the last couple have been a bit disappointed with, I thought
2: Yeah I think um, you know these these two are, are, are two of the best women um, in the division um, Bianca Belair the only thing I'll be concerned about and I said it to Nick on the, the preview show is she keeps having total shots and she doesn't win uh, so the fans going to think she's like the bridesmaid and never the bride, kind of thing. Um, but I think her time will come. And Rhea Ripley, you talk about transformations from the Mae Young classic, smiley, happy, uh, long haired Rhea Ripley to this badass rock chick. Um, mm-hmm.
0: 2018, Ray Ripley was a lot of not, not the same girl, it didn't seem to be the same girl as this girl.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. And she's got you know muscles on top of muscles, yeah. and yeah, she's just she's only
0: 23
2: as well. Jesus
1: Christ, wow!
0: I think she's only 23 yeah. 24. She's a lot younger than you think she is. Younger so, than
2: yeah.
1: me, Fuck me, <laughs> she's
2: uh. <laughs> You Know she's the future of uh raw and and smackdown here, and um, yeah, just just a really good athletic, um, you know, wrestling match. Uh, definitely, you know, a, a good uh
1: match to have on the card. Yeah, I am, um, I completely agree. I think, um, one thing that's got me, I think this match is kind of. Uh, obviously, we, we know she's a star. We know all well. She's definitely going to go to Raw and and be one of the best. She's going to have the potential to go and be um, one of the best superstars this calendar year and going into the next sort of decade, going into this decade as, as a whole. To be fair, I think she'll be and she'll be a mega star. Um, one superstar, that I think, again, just to it as far as that they were, they too would also have a fantastic future. It is Bianca Belair. I thought she yep. was excellent. I it. I'll, I'll I've not really enjoyed. Um, uh, as I say, I think with this match, I've kind of not really enjoyed the build based on the whole Charlotte Flair sort of situation. I'll touch on that in a second. Um, but with the match itself, yeah, fantastic. it was a really enjoyable match, really enjoyable title. I do agree with what you said as well there, Chris. Um, I will disagree with you soon, We're um, about the um, <laughs> about the NXT women's title. I can't really remember from the, when we last had a great NXT women's title. I think we're actually, for me personally, I mean, I, I probably I'm wrong, but I'm even going back to when Kari, Kari Sane had the feud with um, uh, Shayna. I thought that was the last time I really, yeah. really got invested in a women's match. when I was really sort of uh, in love in every second. I, I love that feud, though, as a whole. That was probably the last time I was really, really excited about women's titles rather than kind of like well, we kind of know where this one's going sort of thing. Um, this was um, just, yeah, a really great match. And I think also as well, I did enjoy this one. I think you could argue the winner was so blatantly obvious coming. I did like the bit of the seed of doubts that were happening throughout the match as well, like, oh, maybe Bianca wins sort of thing. So it was, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was a really great women's um, NXT women's title. Again, full credit to them as well. And obviously, Coming off the back, see a superb start to the show. They really had, again, it was the case of everyone, everyone having to sort of raise their own game. These two women certainly did that. And, yeah, Rhea's, Rhea's just a star, isn't she? And I think I'm uh, so excited to see where she will go. And I think she, she's got the potential of, as I say, not only knocking, the, the taking the women's division to another level, but the whole of WWE to another level. So some strong praise. Uh, I don't know if you want to mention it. Can I quickly mention the ending or post-match, I should say?
0: say post match Charlotte attacked Rhea and accepted her match for Mania. And she hits natural selection, then poses the championship. And then, then Charlotte then slams Bianca into the steps as well.
1: I'm so angry, can I just get this off my chest? Yep. Why the hell would they have I don't even want to start. Why could not they just keep this as a whole surprise? why did they have to have Charlotte rock up and well Rhea rock up and roar a couple of weeks ago with a very average Underwhelming sort of crowd reaction with her said, Why don't don't you face me, even though Charlotte's the one who's deciding who she wants to face? sort of thing. Why not just have it keep it as the whole thing? They could have proper build to Bianca Belair and um, where where we don't know who's going to win, the match would have probably been even better. Um, and um, then after the match,
0: at the end, have Charlotte's music come on,
1: yeah. At the end even have the music come on, just at the end, have a, a almost like hit her from behind sort of thing even with a chair make it even a bit more brutal. or whatever come out randomly from behind attacker. you could even have your commentator go who on earth and then um, have her grab the uh, mic and say I choose you or something simple, simple as people know who I'm facing I wouldn't
0: even have them interact I would have had I would have no interaction and then as a big surprise after the win yeah. Charlotte's music, music comes on she comes out and just, literally just says I pick you for Mania well oh, yeah even,
1: even if, that, if you want any, anything I just don't understand why they've wasted kind of The last couple of weeks been pretty... It's kind of wrecked the whole... It kind of wrecked the whole few going into this, in my opinion. Uh, I know, obviously, they kind of salvaged it a little bit. We're having Bianca, um, obviously, wiped Charlotte out a few weeks ago with the help of um, Rhea. And then, obviously, last week, Bianca just threw Rhea to the floor. I know, obviously, you could argue, oh, oh, it made her look strong, but yeah, it did. But at the same time, we all knew Rhea was kind of always winning. Um, so, no, that this is the only sort of negative I've got of the whole takeover is... Well, it's not like even a negative, because I did enjoy it overall, but it, it would have been that much better had it been kept a surprise and had it just done it randomly rather than the last couple of weeks where we've had sort of, sort of very average...
0: Do we see of... Bianca being added to so the Mania card? Maybe in a, you know, a triple threat or my personal choice would be against Bailey. Just on it, based on their performances at the rumble and tonight or oh, that at the weekend. So. how do he build so, that
1: though? Hill Hill versus Hill. I think I think you could
0: have a, a, an an ar- arrogant face in Bianca versus this, this is a cowardly heel in Bailey. Mm-hmm. Or, or they or they could have the triple threat. Bianca wins at Mania and then that's how you get the title back to NXT and then put Rhea up on the main roster Mm -hmm.
2: could do So before we we talk about that just um, obviously you said this this is kind of set in stone but I think you could have gone with Bianca or uh, Rhea Ripley against Charlotte because if it's Bianca Belair then it's two of the best you know athletes in the company and then, obviously, if it's Charlotte versus Rhea, uh, they've got a bit of history because of, obviously, Rhea pins, Charlotte on SmackDown, and they've been building to it, but um, could have, they could have changed up at the last second. Um, and then, obviously, in, in terms of the aftermath, just quickly, my thoughts on it and stuff, uh, I, I can't wait to see an NXT title defended at Wrestlemania. I think mean, that's going to be Amazing. Um for the brand and, and everything, and they'll
1: have a great match. So I don't get it wrong, I'm absolutely buzzing for the match. I just think that whole I just think this is where I kind of just, they could have, that could have been an amazing slip. When the crowd reaction would have been twenty times louder, I think, had Charlotte come out, it would have really it, it would have really just got everyone a bit more talking. I just think, yeah, the whole sort of segment a couple of weeks ago, was it a couple of weeks ago on Rolling Rear came out? I don't think he did anyone in the world of good of sort of thing. And um, but yeah, I, feel, I still feel confident that they can obviously salvage a good feud. We still got what six weeks to go to Romania, or maybe even a bit more than that. Um, completely yeah. understand where
2: you're coming from, though, Nick. Yeah, they could have easily kept it, them apart, and then Charlotte comes out, and and they start the feud after next NXT Portland. and
1: they didn't That's need
2: absolute. they didn't need to do the things that they've done either. Um, you know, because obviously she was on Raw. And then Charlotte was on the next day. Whilst this match was building up, they didn't really need Charlotte to be involved. So, yeah, completely understand where you're coming from.
1: This is James Rees, and you're listening to a Broken But
2: Glorious podcast.
0: Nice. Well, right, so we'll be back with the last two matches shortly, but it's time for the second round of The Question of Sports Entertainment. So, Nick.
1: Oh, I'm back on. Yes. Hello. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so after round one, it's one of the five Chris four. So on to the final and second round, um, of which Chris will be going first this time. I've already forgotten. Yep. Yeah. Great so I want you to name me wrestlers who have won, and this is excluding Portland, uh, wrestlers who have won an NXT TakeOver main event. Okay. So this is going back to when NXT started, which was 20 or TakeOver started in 2014. I want you to name me, uh, as I say, wrestlers who have won a main event on TakeOvers. Um, however, just to make it a little bit more difficult, <laughs> uh, you have to name the year in which they first to take over main event, okay? Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Okay, so um, I, was about see, I was about to use an example then, but that would be giving you an answer. So, um, yeah, Chris, you can go first. Okay, okay.
0: Um, Nakamura 16?
1: Uh, Correct.
2: Uh Gianni Gargano, nineteen.
1: Incorrect. It's
0: the first Jerry one.
1: Uh the main event, don't forget as well. Main event. event. But yeah, twenty nineteen's wrong. Okay. Chris you'll go. Uh,
0: oh god, what year was it? Sammy Zayn.
1: Fourteen, correct.
2: Okay, so I'm going to go Johnny Gargano again, and this time I'm going to say 2016. Sixteen? Yeah.
1: No. What? It is. Again, who has won an NXT takeover main event the, uh, the year in which they first done so? And obviously, the rest of them in the year in which they would say first won a takeover main event. But yeah, 2 0, Chris is fair to go. Uh, um,
0: Drew McIntyre, 17?
1: Correct.
0: I think it was Seventeen or eighteen?
1: Um, uh,
2: Kevin Owens, two thousand and fifteen. Correct. Not for
1: that. I'll just drop my notes on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris's fourth guy.
0: Andrade. 18.
1: Correct.
0: you beat McIntyre. Sorry.
2: Okay. Um, Samoa Joe,
1: 2015. Incorrect. I'm afraid. Chris, you lost go. I'm
0: going to go Alistair. Black 18 because he beat um, Andrade.
1: He did beat Andrade. Yeah. However, it wasn't the main event. Oh. (laughs)
0: Okay.
2: Okay. um, Gonna go with Samara Joe again,
1: 2016. Correct. So that is 4 2 to um, Chris in that round, which means. That eight, the seven. final scores is Chris wins 8-7. Chris wins again, I'm afraid. Um, other arrested okay. you could have had for the main events. So 2014, the batch. Well, you already got Sammy Zayn, but Neville was the other one you could have got, or Bastard Pack, whatever you want to come. Um, 2015, a couple of others you could have had with Finn Balor and Bailey. Uh, 2016, the other one you could have had was Bobby Roode. 2017, the ones you could have had were Akam, Razar, Adam Cole, Bebe, Bobby Fish, Carlo Reilly. And 2018, the others you could have had were Johnny Gargano. That was Year Oliver 2018. Um, the, uh, it was actually NXT Takeover New Orleans 21. Um, Tavasso Champa, Pete Dunn, Ricochet, Eric Ivar, all for 2018. And for 2019, you could have had Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. So in
0: the first round we all went <laughs> War Games in the second round Keeps me thinking of War Games <laughs> uh, But yeah,
1: good, yeah. Congratulations uh, Chris with the win um, yep. Yeah no, Congratulations um, Say another win
0: Hi this is Matt Davis and you're listening to Broken But Glorious Alright so if we go back to The review So the bros away- won the titles oh, from Undisputed Era So I thought oh. Un- there, I delivered again on a take- and um, There was so much innovative stuff combined with functional, classic tag team wrestling. Oh, it's, probably... it's supposed to be up there in one of my favourite tag team matches. I can't think of many off the top of my head that I
1: enjoyed. I absolutely more. Loved, I was... it. Yeah. loved it. Loved it. Loved every second. I'm actually going to go as far as to say that. Probably Riddle and Pete Dunner but it's one of my favourite things in wrestling at the moment as yes, a uh, tag team. It's just so it shouldn't work, but absolutely does in every way. I love the whole video of them last week trying to get to Portland was just hilarious. It's how kind of I imagine when I'm driving out in the states what I'm going to be doing when I drive <laughs> alongside the road. Um, I just love everything about it. Um, I, I, I obviously love the whole Bobby Fish, the Bobby Fish rap song. Um, I'm not going to give it a go, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> How much fish could Bobby fish? Fr- oh, I can't even see. "How much <laughs> fish could Bobby, Bobby fish could fry fish? How much fish could, could Bobby fish fry? If Bobby fish could fry fish, anyway." Um, but yeah, no. Uh, the tag team match, though, as you say, having get a bit of everything, and I really enjoyed. One thing I really enjoyed as well was the miscommunications with Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle, and then Strowman from sort of my glass up in the air, going, "Well, here we go. So it's just going to be a stand that." Pete, Matt is going to keep knocking Pete over and Pete's going to slap him around the face or something and they're going to go into a feud. But no, and I think as well, I love the way, I think it was McGuinness made mentions as well that there are, I, think, I don't know if I just want to imagine this, but I'm pretty sure McGuinness was making some good references of the fact they're up against a really experienced tag team in the Underspeed they They've only been teaming together for a couple of months naturally there's going to be miscommunication sort of thing. Yeah. And um, again, I think... doing the whole match as well. Oh, yeah, yeah and I I did hear. I, I did wonder why he kept doing that. And then and they're like, I think it was on the third attempt. And Randy goes, "It's Pete Dunn." <laughs> and um, you, but, might, uh, you might
0: listen to the Going In Raw podcast. They call him Peter doing on that.
1: Oh, do that? <laughs> but um, but uh, I think, as you know, I love my tag team wrestling. This was my second favorite match for the night. <laughs> um, I'm going to stick with no opening match, but this was uh, no. So it really was fantastic. Uh, had a bit of everything for it, um, and then it's another one. These ones where I passionately cheered a result at the end. Um, so happy that they won the titles. Uh, as I say, absolutely loving them as a tag team. In, both individual wrestlers, they're they're brilliant, but they're just working so well as a team. Just in segments, they're actually making me laugh as well, which takes a lot of wrestling sort of thing. When I'm laughing at stuff I shouldn't laugh at, um, but their segments generally are quite funny um i just really love the chemistry just really want it to go on for a while and i think as well you kind of got a great feud in the waiting as well when it does eventually come to time to split up when it goes a bit sort of uh, pear shaped a bit sour it, you've got obviously you've got a great feud in, in line and waiting i've seen these guys wrestling in the indies before and they're, they're brilliant but just even in general just in match, i love some of the some of the uh, sort of Pete when he just—I think it was the save when he jumped on sort of—I um, think it was Bobby Fish's fingers to make the save. Yeah, um, yeah. really great little spot that one. And um, but no, it was just so like, passionate cheer at the end. Really, gonna just looking forward to watching NXT now this week just to see what they will do in terms of celebrations. Um, and um, again, yeah, undisputed era—you just know that they could go down. I think in modern history, I think them and the revival are two of the. Sort of the best tag teams that are around at the moment, sort of thing. They're just brilliant, and um, I I do feel that with the undisputed era, it only matter of time really before, especially we see well some of them, if not all of them, up on sort of the main rosters. And Fish and O'Reilly is two that I really want to see stick together, regardless of whatever happens on the disputed era. I hope these two can stick us together as a tag team for for a while because they're they're brilliant. Now, I didn't realize how old Bobby Fish was. As a side note, I didn't realize he was forty three.
0: Wow, I didn't realise he's that old.
1: I didn't realise he was that old. I was like, I was an the impression he was sort of late twenties, early thirties, sort of thing.
0: I thought, I thought, um, I knew, I thought he was mid thirties. I didn't think he was.
1: No, but he doesn't. doesn't look like it, not like it. He's still a very good-looking man. So if you're, if you're listening, Bobby, you're, you're fine. I'm um, like a fox. Last
0: well,
1: that's what made me even go into Wikipedia. I was like, oh, he's look at, he's got a bit of grace coming through, hasn't he? And I was like, so I just did the wiki search, and yeah it's, get labelled as forty-three. So. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't quite believe it sort of thing. I know age is just a number. We're not ageist or anything like that. Um, but no, it just was a bit yeah, interesting. But um, no, absolutely loved this match. Really great tag team match. But as I say, just so happy. It was one of those ones where you generally are excited, generally do cheer. Like as I say, sit up forward when almost like your football team scores. It was one of those ones for me uh, where I do a passionate cheer. And um just really enjoying the bros' weights, love them as a tag team, and uh, yeah, I'm already, already, up might like maybe buying that Bobby Fish if Bobby Fish could fish t shirt.
0: Yeah, Carlo Riley's 32, Roger Strong's 36, and Adam Cole's 30. If anyone's interested, <laughs> the rest of the ages,
1: uh, I love Carlo, Carlo Riley's my favorite under I just I wish you'd come out still more with like a guitar sort of thing. Like,
0: he won't have a belt to play anymore, that's any got something? <sighs> <laughs> he
1: needs to do something because that's brilliant when
2: he's kind of coming out spinning out boom yeah just just in terms of what I thought of the match and stuff um, yeah like Nick says you know it's a really good tag team match the uh, you know the Undisputed Era uh, Carla Royal and Bobby Fish have been tagging for years once again uh, Ring of Honours Fingerprint's um, you know, all over this match, which is great to see uh, when there were Red Dragon in in ROH, um, just the, you know the best, the best or one of the best tag teams of you know the uh, the, the tens really. Um, they they're top
0: five ROH tag teams list.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, um, and and with what you said about uh, Matt Riddle and <laughs> uh, fellow Brummy Pete on there uh, Nick. If they do have a few down the line, I hope there's a callback to this match and this show. Um, hopefully, they they don't forget about the miscommunication. But um, it was it was really cool that the you know the miscommunication was covered on commentary as they've only been tagging for so long. So they're not a well awed machine. They've got to this point because of how good they are as single rest uh, singles wrestler. Sorry. Um, and and this is them tagging, uh, you know, for for a few times to to finally win the titles. But much like yourself, I thought, okay, probably going to feud, and then they won the titles. It's like, ah, oh, that's really cool. And in terms of what you said about Bobby Fish, there was a really good article on um, a good, good interview, sorry, on, online that I saw last week about the hardships he faced before he uh, he got the uh, the Ring of Honor contract, and then uh went on to WWE so um and yeah just, just quickly plug in the the interview with the Carnage crew he was actually uh he was actually trained by uh, one half of the Carnage crew Tony DeVito which I found out in the interview oh, wow. so um yeah he's he's always been a really good wrestler and they're a fantastic tag team and um yeah, it's you know, we hopefully we'll see some rematches and maybe a series between the, the the four men and the two tag teams. That'd be really cool.
0: I can't see else the little face. I can't think of another tag team <laughs> we have forgotten sons and Perch and What's the name? Um Birch and Oli. Oh, I can't think of any. They did not seem to have many. Let's see, playing the time splitters in. Full yeah, time, time
1: splitters. You could bring up the grizzled young veterans a little bit. Grizzled more. young veterans. Yeah, um, they they
2: hmm. got to have like, a shot at something, considering how good they were in the uh, the Dust Heroes Classic.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. let move on to the final match then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, so champion Adam Cole retained against Tommaso Ciampa. I thought this is very good. Very good match with a shocking engine because was convinced that Undisputed Air will lose all the titles tonight. So uh, <coughs> yeah, Colin to Matsu Champer, they both worked really hard. They both deserve all the credit for stepping up the intensity, especially in the second half of the match. But it was a bit again, like with the Bala Belgana, I thought it was a bit slow to begin with, but just ramped up the second half. And there's a, oh there's a spot where did Panama bar sunrise onto the floor. I didn't like that, especially on this surgically repaired neck. And, uh, yeah. You, I think way. you recovered you recovered a bit too quick from that, I think. You kind of just got back in the ring and you know, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm surprised it went 30 minutes. It didn't feel like it went thirty minutes. It went over thirty minutes. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, um you know, this is this was a really good match again. I my my only thing I, I didn't like um was the overbooking at the end of it yeah. um yeah that that doesn't feel right in an nxt setting um i think that you
0: know, and i think there was too many near falls towards the end
2: i, I think the overbooking was, was was more of a an issue than the the near falls um yeah, I just, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, yeah, and, and I guess we'll get to the to the main thing during the overbooking after we talk about the match or do you want me to talk about it now?
0: That's a nick do you want to get your thoughts on the match before we talk okay. about it? Um, yeah, of course, mate. Yeah,
1: no, the match itself, I thought it was, um, yeah, just really great. I think... Yeah, I need mean, to be careful as I want to go into the But I think they were when you talk about the overbooking, it just screamed to me that they were almost trying to rewrite the um, takeover New York match between Cole and Gargano. They were trying to show loads of hints to that. Um, I think yeah. obviously with the with the undisputed era coming out and what have you, obviously all the near falls and what have you. See, I'm a bit, I'm a bit one of the, I'm a bit one of these people who doesn't mind a bit of overbooking within reason. I mean, obviously, not, don't go crazy like, I mean, the Triple H or see the Summer of Punk when it's only the Triple H, compared to Kevin Nashfield. Um, <laughs> but no, um, but, but the match itself, yeah, really enjoyable back to back. I say it's still, it, whilst they did have extremely high expectations, I thought this match this, this match matched it more than the Gargano Ballo match. Uh, but I just think, again, with the tag match, with the um, both the women's matches and with Lee and Dijakovic just taking it to a new heights, so it was always going to be really difficult for this match to almost go to the expectations that I wanted to see. But nonetheless, really enjoyable main events. Um really I think yeah, Cole is is probably one of my favourite superstars of all time. I mean he's gonna head that way. And I think Tommaso as well. I've just, i I've always enjoyed Tommaso the way he I've noticed this evening in his progress days. love the way he stares out opponents before matches start. It adds that just a bit more, almost like the, like a UFC kind of fight still, like a boxing fight. The way he proper, like when the referees, like, sort of when they call them into the middle, you know, and he just sort of gives that, doesn't take his eyes off the opponent sort of thing. Um, really big fan of that. I remember mean, we did it with the feud. I noticed it back in the day when he did it with, um, uh, Zach Saber Jr. and I saw his progress feud. I thought was always a great touch. And then with the Gargan, I just big big fan of it. Um, really, just little again, little little things like that go a long way with me into into wrestling matches. But yeah, overall really enjoyable match. Yeah, I'll let you ask. Yourself, I'll let you now address what happened to post match. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I loved the Gargan's heel and I loved how he came out in the DIY shirt, so it looked like he was going to help, but then he took the belt back to him in the face. So.
2: I don't I don't think it was great for somebody who was uh recovering from neck surgery. The <laughs> way the way he, he smacked him in the face with the belt. But um yeah, um I don't I don't know if we saw that coming. So that was that was pretty cool. And the way he's explained on commentary and stuff that he might have been losing steam. Um probably because of this, this Finn Balor feud and, and not being around and stuff. And then um, yeah, turns on Tommaso Ciampa, and it's it's difficult because we got a you know we got an almost turn when um, when he was against Alistair Black, was it? I think um, yeah. You know we we had all that, and you were like, no, I want to cheer this guy. Love his wrestling ability. Love how he is. Um, you know, as as we perceive him as a person. So it will be really interesting the the um the aftermath of this and and where they go because he is uh one of the most likable and fantastic wrestlers on the roster, so how are you going to get people to to boo him and hate him um yeah it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they do that.
0: My theory on why Gargano turned is I've heard that they're going to have an NXT title match at Mania this year. So it won't be at NXT Tampa. So they'll need a takeover caliber main event. So the blow off between Champa and Gargano would fit the bill. So you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't seem like you're missing an NXT title match if you have this blow off match as your main event.
1: Yeah, it'd be like a loser leaves NXT. You could start do, like, doing like a loser leaves NXT, like can I Quit match, loser leaves NXT, Um, because I think it they, they can't. I don't think after Mania they can both stand on the same roster. I think it's just too, it's just too hard not to keep them apart. If that makes sense. My, um, my
0: personal choice would have it at Mania have, um, have it Cold, Gargano, Champa, and Finn Balor as a fatal four away.
1: Yeah, the think That's I faced I 4 would be well. My original plan was a triple threat match uh, mm-hmm. main event of, of of going into Tampa. So um, I would have a triple threat main event of Balor versus Gargano versus Champa. Winner goes on to face Cole the next night, and that way you can quietly usher up one of G- Champa Cam- uh, or Gargano to the main event uh, to the main roster. I think mm-hmm. you can quietly do it. And then it can save it almost for obviously all sorts of rivalry down further down the line. Uh, but for me, I, I'm a big. I didn't mind it to be honest. At the start, I was like, "Oh, here we go again." Um, but uh, I did like the way, yeah, you say he came out in his DIY shirt. Just love the little the belt when he because when he first grabbed hold of the belt, I was thinking, "Oh, he's it's not because he's." I think he doesn't want him to a bit worried he might get almost like he's like, "Oh, you can do it without the belt, sort of thing." You don't need you're not. Yeah, you're not sorry,
0: that, that, that initial thought, yeah.
1: Yeah, I did, I did for you. Don't be a prick, mate. You don't need to use the belt. But then, yeah, swatting around the head and, yeah, no, I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna go on this road again, aren't they? <laughs> um, and uh, I didn't mind it to be fair. Um, and one thing, it's also I don't think Gargano's been. I've never been big on Johnny Gargano on the mic to be honest. I've, I've I've never been a big fan of him as a face on the mic. Uh, I like, as a face wrestler, you probably can't get a better baby face in that sense. But when it comes to cutting promos, especially kind of aggressive promos, I don't think he's that good. Like There was actually the Balor one the other day when they were both on kind of the mic. I've it a bit not cringeworthy to an ex- kind of cringeworthy to an extent. Um, I think maybe this Teal run, it could just try and improve his kind of aggressive promos, so to speak. So, um, I, I mean, I'm using that as a positive. But, yeah, well, the way I'll do it is, um, going forward, I'd, I'd ideally have maybe a triple threat match of Balor, Gargano and, and um, Champa, And then you could just say maybe, hopefully, ideally, maybe Tommaso wins, goes on to face Cole the next night. And then you can quietly maybe usher up Gargano to the main roster that way. Because mm-hmm. um, I just can't see how you can keep them both on the same roster um, post sort of NXT but I think with this, it's another, you can almost use it as another chapter in a in a long rivalry like Triple H, Shawn Michaels, like and chapters they've had in their obviously long career, was great. Um, loads of other superstars, like Robbie's Rock Austin is a good example. So you can sort of keep it going, obviously, all the way down to a potential WrestleMania uh, main event worthy match in, in years to come between these two. I'd move them both up and put one on Raw and put one, one on SmackDown. Smack, yeah, it's a good shout. No, it's a good shout.
0: They're gonna go off and go as DIY like they did last time. Won't in the middle
1: of us. That's what me and Oliver discussed last week on the show as well. We thought like, well, again, it proves what. Probably I don't know how many predictions we've actually got right on this show. Um, or well, I think more of the post the post match predictions. I think we've uh, definitely kind of yeah. got wrong. But then, um, but no, I think we thought sort of <laughs> it'd be good if they could. Um, yeah, like um, at, at, at the NXT Tampa, if they both sort of team as a, as a tag team um, in a mat, in like a final farewell NXT kind of match sort of thing, but that's blatantly not happening Because that was always, the as you rightfully said there, Chris, that was always the plan for them last year before Tommaso suffered that injury to bring them mm. up as the OI. Um, but I think maybe the plans have changed now. Uh, they've obviously probably realised how great these two actually are and they're absolutely sound on their own. That could be a way. And as you say, if you do keep them apart on SmackDown, then when it does come to the blow off or even like when it comes to like your you're into brand sort of moments when it's survivor series, that just screams like, like it gives you the shivers almost, doesn't it? If like they're on separate teams between what's SmackDown like, and Survivor series further down the line. Like with the stare down that would be we've talked about oh, I've sort of mentioned about Tommaso's stare, that would be a stare down and a half, wouldn't it?
2: It would be so Djakovic is gonna still turn and join the Undisputed Era by the end of two thousand and twenty. <laughs> It's going to happen, um, but yeah. In in terms of what your guys said, I'm not sure what the the end game of of Tampa or possibly being on WrestleMania is. It's going to be called uh, that. Guy should hold the title forever. At, at this moment in time, uh, he was so good last year, and he's been so good as the champion that the the person who unseats him has to be, you know, even better or positioned even better. And I'm um, I'm not quite sure who that be, who that would be um at this moment in time with the roster, but I definitely think that Champa and gargano need to go up because um they might get to the point where they're trading water in nXt uh, they've both held the title they've both done so much um you know it's supposed to be a stepping stone um well, I guess it's a third brand there, but it is a stepping stone to you know, the IC title, the US title and, and you know, onwards from there. So um yeah, I'm I'm not sure who who call faces. You've you both give good shares like triple threat match with Bala and Gargano when Champer and the, the fatal four way matches and stuff I'd be happy to see those matches, but in terms of what I can give um as a match of my own, maybe you know, uh, a non-title, uh, you know, Keith Lee, Adam Cole match, um, or champion versus champion, maybe. I don't know.
1: This is the leader of the rejected demon eye. You are listening to Broken but glorious.
0: All right, so that was our review of Take Over Portland, and we have plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we have one half of the. T- in- Impact tag team champions ethan page we have the Ra- shining star with just fabulous wrestler charlie brennan we have british wrestling legend frankie sloan we have ring announcer mullet man we have <laughs> james reed and runcorn wrestling associations troy mccarthy we're also in, I've, i'm also in talks with four other wrestlers who have agreed to come on we're just working on details and certain updates and stuff. Um, Oliver, what's coming up on the ROH review?
2: Yeah, um, obviously we record every every, uh, Monday, the the next episode, but in terms of interviews, uh, Shane Haggardorn, part one is out, part two is coming out, um, audio tomorrow and video Thursday. Uh, We've Got an interview with uh, one time ROH tag team champions Carnage Crew, HG Loke and Tony DeVito. I interviewed the Spanish announced team, the SATs, uh, Jose and Joel Maximo, over the weekend. And then tonight I had the uh, the absolute pleasure of interviewing, um, you'll get a kick out of this, Hot Stuff Hernandez, yeah. <laughs> uh, also known as the multiple time TNA champion uh, as part of LAX with Homicide and he was a great guy, Recovery his ROH career, I, uh, I mentioned you guys on the podcast and said you know he's had a 22 year career, we need to get you on the main show so hopefully yep. um, to go along with the ROH review interview with Hernandez, we can get him on uh, Broken But Glorious and do a proper full uh, career interview because I'm sure that would be you know, a really great listen for our listeners.
1: Oh, I love
0: that. Yeah. All right, Mick, so do you want to give the listeners a reminder of our competition?
1: Yeah, certainly do. So yeah, Broken but Glorious and Grapple Arcade. They are. We are working in collaboration with Monopoly Events, and we're running a competition on social media in which the winner can actually win two tickets for the Love of Wrestling events on April 18th and 19th, which again will be held at the Liverpool Exhibition Centre. Again, event will be featured past and present stars. So it's Shawn Michaels, Trish Stratus, Kenny Omega, Goldberg, and many more. So if the winner has already purchased a valid entry tickets, don't worry. You can swap the prize tickets for autograph tokens at the event itself and full competition entry details that will be live on our website and our Twitter handles as of Wednesday, the 19th of February, which is today or tomorrow.
0: Depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> right, or so well, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, if you enjoy our show, check out our Twitter it's at BBGW Pod. Our main hub is BBG Wrestling. And check out our website, BBGWrestling.com. And we have a partnership with Powerslam.tv. And you can use the promo code broken free to get a month's free access. Full, full details will be in the description below the podcast.
2: So, good night. Good night, everyone. Good
0: night.